0: Hit.
1: This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, January 11, 2022. And it's the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang. Joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivy. Hey guys, and from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, and mogul Derek Miner. What's happening? How, how are y'all doing on your New Year's resolutions?
2: <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> mm, I Why y'all know. trying to hate? I'm doing good. Well, I don't make resolutions? I just set goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there you go. I don't. Yeah. I don't and like. You the can do resolutions that
3: any time in the year. Exactly. You know? yeah. yeah. We can have a reboot in March.
2: Right. Push- and you yeah, can always yeah. like change
1: and adjust your goals. To reboot Resolutions every Monday, guys. are set in stone. We're goals. Mm. You can raise yeah. your goals.
4: I already exactly. see, I already, you know, for all the weight loss and food and all that kind of stuff, yeah. I always have one sandbag. It's like, don't go to space this year. All right. <laughs> mark it up. Doing good so, so far. So uh, good. Uh, uh, just so at the end of the year, I'm like, I did that one. I accomplished that one, you know.
3: Oh, uh, that's funny.
1: This, I mean, it's January 11th. This is around when people are having that dose of reality where they're like, man. You know, I—I drank I well, the thing. Other I, drank thing I did the thing. You know. <laughs> well, that—that's oh, the thing. Well.
4: That's the thing, it, you know. New Year's uh, Eve was on a, a Friday night this year, so New Year's yeah. Day is Saturday, right? Yeah. So the day everyone is supposed to be starting their resolutions was Saturday, and I yeah. saw so many people on Twitter like, "Props to all the people who made those New Year's resolutions to get their lifestyle uh, changed up," and they're already punting two days for Monday <laughs> to be the official start.
2: Day. I think you should like, always start on a Monday. I mean, you I got to be with with you, I for did sure.
5: that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always start day? on Monday. Yeah. I will say,
3: you guys, I uh, made the the big purchase of a Peloton, but I, yeah. I, I did this in November. So I feel like I'm not on like January 1 train Peloton. Uh, but, you know, I think that's been a good little reboot Jesse, for you me. you have
4: one, right? I, I do. I love it. I do. Here's my issue, though, okay? Because I'm a competitor, and I like, you know, yeah, the for me, board. competition is between the ears, okay? Like, I mentally break my opponents. And the interaction oh, okay. with the people on the leaderboard is pretty limited to high fives. I got passed by somebody, and they gave me a high five on that little leaderboard on the side because oh, no. you can gift to- it. Mm-hmm. I need so I need a thumbs down or something, okay, <laughs> or a swat your hand away. Like you pass me, I don't high five me passing me. Like yeah. d- I don't want that. I don't want that. Get that out of here. They yeah. they need some <laughs> sort of negative response on Peloton because too many good. It's it's like look. You know, you're not congratulating me. You're telling me I'm doing better than you and I will high five you. Yeah. No, I don't want that. That yeah. does not breed good conversation. You said it's a passive
2: aggressive flex is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like, what's that a passive aggressive flex.
4: What's that about Jersey mom 44? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I
1: was running a 10K a couple years ago and it was downtown. And so there's a lake that part of the route was you go around the lake a few times. And I'm going, and th- th- this happened, Jesse, like a person who's much faster w- loop l- lap me on the, on the lake <laughs> and encouraged me as they went by.
3: Oh, keep going. Hey, you can do it. Doing great. Uh-huh. As Dad!
1: they went by. And I'm just like, I do not need this. I know what's going on here. I know that know I'm slow. You
4: don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't want your encouragement. Trust me, I likely don't have this. I'm likely walking as soon as you're out of eyesight. Yeah, so I'm, I'm walking,
3: popping in neutral. Yeah, oh, I'll show you. I thought you were gonna say it was like a a a mom pushing her twin kids in a stroller <laughs> no, or something. No,
1: no that yeah, it was like I mean, it was a charity thing. It's like, hey, I'm.
4: I've raised money like you. Need know. No sympathy. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I do want it's, your sympathy the encouragement. Is, the, wor- the worst is when the yeah, the mom with the twin strollers like blast by you, and one of the little twins in the stroller looks at you like, mm, mm, mm. What? That? That's as fast as you got? Yeah yeah it's pretty bad all
1: right well we have a great show in store for you today coming up later one of our favorite experts on mental health Brittany moses joins us uh also at the end of the show we bring it back as a very special edition of epic battle for 2022 you don't want to miss that Uh, but right now stay tuned up next it's slices You're listening to Mr. Little Jeans. The song is Paper Vows. Okay, it's
4: time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, so um you know, I was telling the gang before we signed on earlier, I was watching the movie uh, Don't Look Up earlier this week, and I was thinking about a lot about the role of science and scientists in our, our society. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's and, you that's know, the, the world's going to end. Yeah, and, and it's sort of a, a yeah. satire about ignoring difficult things that science is, is showing climate us. And, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, climate change or the pandemic. And so I read the story, and I was glad that, we, that our most brilliant minds are really solving the problems facing us. And I wanted to bring us this study that kind at a university in Israel Uh, and then they determined after uh, uh, untold expense and efforts of these brilliant scientists that uh, fish can drive cars so um, uh, I was very excited to read this and what they the actually heck? created no this is true this is true and it actually is kind of cool when you when you think about it um, they actually created what they call <laughs> a FOV a which is uh, um, an acronym for fish operated vehicle and basically <laughs> what the science no this is true okay you can watch videos of it if you want go google it alright so they created a vehicle that uh, is essentially like a fish tank on wheels with a motor and like sensors all over it okay so uh-huh. it's in. so the, there's a goldfish in the aquarium, and like I said, four wheels, and they had sensors on the top so they could tell which way the goldfish was swimming in the aquarium. And the way that he would swim, or or she would swim, I, they didn't really specify the genders of these goldfish. <laughs> the way the goldfish would swim, it would turn the foff. So, if the fish yeah. was going towards the front of the tank, it would go forward If to the side, okay. they would turn it, and they would figure out how to adjust the sensors to orient it to the fish's motion. So, if the fish started to turn, it would stop, and, and anyway, so this then they created a maze um, that they would have to drive this fish operated vehicle through. And if they were able to navigate this maze, a treat would be dispensed from into the aquarium. Oh. They could eat it. Well, they they got fish trained. These are goldfish, like pet store goldfish. <laughs> And they started changing up the maze and making it way more complicated, and put little obstacles in front of them. And every time they would drive around with no problem, with absolutely no problem. That the they they determined this is from the study itself. It said, "Quote: The study suggests that fish can learn and control vehicles using simple navigation strategies to to successfully perform for, a task." And the findings, su- quote, suggest that uh, the way space is represented in the fish's brain and the strategies it uses. Can be as successful in terrestrial environment as they are in an aquatic one. So obviously, this has massive implications. We just don't know what they are yet. So uh, the good news is, I know there's a labor shortage. I know we're going to need all kinds of jobs.
2: Why don't we get fish left to a truck driver goldfish finding Nemo out here delivering <laughs> you're, 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 Amazon it. packages every yeah, exactly.
4: week. <laughs> you got a bunch of goldfish dropping off all these packages we're ordering. Uh, you know <laughs> hey, who knows? I don't know, but this is a real study, Yo. and I actually think it's kind of cool because we know so li- like there's so many weird stuff with like animal brains that we just yeah. know we that are still yeah. a mystery to us. Like migration in birds. Like how does a bird know instinctually from birth from birth how to navigate thousands mm-hmm. of miles to get to a nest that you know they're. Uh, an older bird in their generation. Like a lot of animals do kind of have this sort of sixth sense that we don't really understand how it works. Uh, but the fact that they can get fish to drive cars, I mean, come on, 2022 is off to the best start ever. You name a year, you tell me a year where three days into the year, fish are driving cars, okay? Never. We're, never. we're the first week into 2022, Look, and we got pets or goldfish
2: driving cars. This Jesse, is not only that, Antonio Brown quit. <laughs> on field, took his shirt off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just said one point four million. I don't care nothing about it. Took his shirt off in the middle of the game. You got that? You got Jason Derulo beat up two people for saying yes, he that he looked like Usher. <laughs> like that Usher. he was Usher. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like twenty 2020, twenty like twenty twenty one. Somebody said 2021 or twenty twenty one or 2022 is twenty. 20 and then the word two T O O. Like I'm like, it's it's not stopping. This is Mm -hmm. we are on the crazy train. To wherever we're going, but it's the crazy. It's the carnival cruise. We on the
4: crazy trip. <laughs> real talk, real talk. I went to a minor league hockey game a couple of weeks ago, and you know they do zambonis between the periods or whatever. Yeah. If they, if you, if there was, and there were a lot of people there. Not a lot of people are going to minor league hockey in a pandemic, and so. But if you got, if you get saw an ad on TV in your in your local market and was like, hey, come to the minor league hockey game. The the hey, by the way, Cameron, they're playing the Solar Bears, our local Norfolk team was playing yeah. the Orlando Solar Bears, and so I went yeah. to go see it with my son. Anyway, but. if They had uh, an Adam TV and were like, hey, the Solar Bears are playing. And between periods, the the Zamponi will be driven by goldfish. (laughs) Who's not going to that? (laughs) I'm
2: pulling up. I don't even watch hockey like that, except it's the Red Wings. But I'm pulling up. Man, that is crazy.
1: All right, what do you have, uh, Jamie?
3: Okay, well, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I love good stories like this. Keanu Reeves, um, who, you know, we've got all the Matrix going on, which... No surprise to you guys what I'm about to say, but I have not seen one of the Matrixes. Like, not one of them.
1: You got to watch the first one. Are
3: you lying? No, I'm not. But someone told me I should watch the first and then the third, and then just head on.
1: I heard. I heard. Watch first the first. Read the. recaps of the second second and thirds and then just jump into the new one
3: okay see there i might do that so i've those kind of movies just don't really do it for me so i've never watched them but keanu reeves i just came out that he is donating um i think it was up to like 70 percent of his matrix paycheck to cancer research Mm -hmm. and i love when i hear stories like this of people you know put giving away so much money like that and you know 70 percent for Keanu is a lot of money. We could all do that with 70% of our income, but he has a lot of money. It's about $31.6 million is what that's coming up to. But I was also curious. I didn't realize his interest in cancer research went back to his, um, he had a sister who battled leukemia uh, for about 10 years uh, and then went into remission in 2001. Mm. Uh, But her cancer battle became really personal for him. Obviously, it's his sister. And so also heard him say that Around that time in 2001, he's been donating and he started his own cancer research foundation, but he's been pretty private about it. He said, I don't like to attach my name to it. I just let the foundation do what it does. And so I loved hearing that story. And I'm not like a huge Keanu Reeves fan, but I really love hearing something like that.
1: He's the sort of person that when you hear more and more about him in real life, Mm -hmm. like you become more of a fan of him. Like I'm not a fan of him as an actor, but he seems like a really good person Yeah, and he's doing good things and setting an example, you know, it's really cool. Yeah.
2: He's a good human being. And and he seems
4: to have, he seems to have like a a degree of self-awareness. Like to, I don't know if you've seen to all the boys I've loved before the Netflix rom-com. He -hmm. has a scene in which he portrays Keanu Reeves and it's Keanu Reeves playing Keanu Reeves. And he makes fun of himself so hard. Like, he makes his date go to a restaurant that's like a high-end restaurant where you have to listen to the animal being slaughtered in headphones while you eat the steak. And, like, the facial expressions he's making in that scene. He's crying while he's eating the steak. Like, it's a spiritual experience. It's like, (laughs) Keanu, you're, you're gold. Don't ever change, man. Don't ever change. Yeah.
1: Uh, and Jamie I'm like you I'm not a sci-fi person so I wouldn't I haven't seen the new Matrix it's just, you know yeah but I did see the first one when it came out mm-hmm. and it was and I don't want to watch it again because it was so significant to me at the time and I'm afraid it won't hold up because things have progressed since then mm-hmm. but I'm telling you it was a paradigm shifting movie understanding it, the spirit
2: realm it holds up bro. it yeah. does Camera, it holds up I, I watched yeah. it I watched it maybe two years ago and yeah. i was like this is groundbreaking you okay, know for really?
3: a believer jump in and do it
1: it's yeah. really
2: significant
1: and that's why it showed up in all the sermon illustrations for about wow. a decade after that mm-hmm. because yeah. it really is like it's a paradigm shifting thing of understanding the spirit realm versus the natural world and it's it was crazy i remember walking out into the parking lot after that i remember where i was and just like looking at cars differently like wow. you know I mean? right. reality yeah. was like yeah. altered in, sure. my, in my it, mind it was
4: huge in church culture i mean uh at the time the passion conference was full on matrix theme it was it was passion the matrix uh, 2004 <laughs> man what a what a conference it was <laughs> <laughs> all right Derek, what do you got
2: yo so uh 4.5 million people quit their job um in november in november we got alone 4.5 <coughs> milli quit their jobs uh, in november so the so, great resignation is continuing uh, a lot of most w- of what them, are they doing to pay their rent now what your guess? good as mine probably forex um but <laughs> health care and uh service industry are among the the main i mean obviously um so are they yeah, just
1: leaving, going to different housing
2: utility workers. Wow. It looks like not. It, it looks like people, yeah, definitely are changing careers. Um, yeah, wow. and you know, my wife is a pharmacist, and I can tell you, not one thing. I'm gonna say, just I'm gonna say this. Listen, guys, especially in pharmacy, we know your medication is late. They trying. You know what I mean? Like I, mm. I'm like like she says. People say some of the most mean mm. things are mm. like no lie. My wife just threw a pair, of, a, threw away a pair of shoes, and I was like, "Baby, why are you throwing these away?" She said, "Look at the bottom." And there was a hole in the bottom where she had wore the bottom of her shoes out from standing up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and it was it's 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 like yo, these healthcare workers they're dealing pen they're dealing with pandemics. Then you know my wife's coming home. She's being mommy. She's being wifey. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I think sometimes. Our capitalistic um needed now quick service mindset thinks that everybody's supposed to be you know giving you your whatever right on time with a smile but i mean guys we're in a pandemic so it's like i see why people are quitting you know what i mean it's 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 really really hard really hard Mm, crazy
1: all right well that'll do it for slices stay tuned up next Brittany moses joins us hug a pharmacist
2: today sleep this night but my line's open i got a path to make all alone is when i can't escape all the moments that i had to face follow up like a masquerade because i want a mask for days try to hide the things i had to face week about a week i'm so exhausted now i'm seeking for the masses' grace i can't do this with no company jesus come for me please
1: you're listening to patrick mcmillan zay hill jack tyler and Hylum. the song is alone well, if you heard last Tuesday's uh, podcast, you heard us kick off our brand new content series, an eight-week limited content series presented by UHSM called New You. Uh, new You, uh, every week we'll be speaking with leaders and experts on ways we can be healthier in spirit, mind and body, setting you up for 2022 to be the best year yet. We have articles posted every Tuesday and Thursday at relevantmagazine.com. And then on the Tuesday show here on the podcast, you'll hear more of the conversation uh, that's part of that series that week as well. Well, our guest this week is Brittany Moses. Brittany is a trusted voice in the field of mental health. She's spoken at conferences and seminars about the intersection of faith and mental health and how we can all take better care of our mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Brittany sat down with our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee, to talk about making 2022 your best mental health year yet and what you should look for when you're trying to find a counselor. Here's our conversation with Brittany Moses. Moses
0: Talk about mental health, there's still for a lot of us still just a lot of unknowns that we don't understand about mental health. And we talk like if we have a new year's resolution about I wanna get in better shape or work out more. We have an idea in our heads of like, I'll know when I've achieved that, when like I drop a waist size in the jeans that I'm buying or when I look a little more like the, you know, an Instagram model or something, whatever it ends up being. We don't really have those things for mental health. So if we decide we wanna get in better mental health shape, We don't necessarily know what that looks like and I'm curious if there's any idea like what would a some markers be or some good intentions be for people who do want to do this but don't even really know what healthier would look like for them.
5: Yeah, absolutely. The first thing that comes to mind is what I call kind of this intuitive wisdom means that you are paying attention to what is working and what is not working. I think that's something that we overlook because we're going, we're so busy in our day-to-day and we're so hung up on these day-to-day tasks and moving forward that we're not paying attention to like, what are the things that when I do these things, I notice that I'm in a more grounded state, in a more focused Mm -hmm. state, I'm more connected, Mm -hmm. I'm better, connected to myself, to God, to others. Um, I am more my full self. I am feeling more alive. I am functioning better in my relationships, in my work, in my day-to-day life. Um, And these things I notice when they're operating in my life. They allow me to live in this way. Um, and so that's the first thing. Like if you notice that when you do get up for a morning run every morning, that you're, you notice your mind is clearer for the day when you work out, or you notice that when you are hydrated or eating certain foods or in not eating other foods, that you are more energized and clear minded for the day. Um, I think definitely for the new year. Having the resolution to have a counselor or therapist in your corner as somebody as a place of support. I think sometimes we wait until we're in crisis to look for these types of resources, but to have them already in place for yourself is a great idea. Um, again, uh, building supports around social well being and making sure to see your friends and family and prioritizing that. Um, creative expression, if you're a creative, um, fitness, exercise healthier nutrition. I mean, all of these things help, but I don't like to overwhelm people. So I say, just pay attention to those things that are working and try to do more of those things and make it a point to a priority to do more of those things.
0: Something that um, I've certainly heard from many people who are kind of at the beginning of this journey, I'm sure you've heard it too, is, and this can happen with something is something like working out too. They start, they, they wanna do this, they, they find a counselor, um, they try it for a couple of weeks and they're like, I'm just not really connecting, I, I, this doesn't feel right. So they stop going and never really pick it up again. Um, so maybe a two part question, the first one is, How do you know when a counselor is working for you or what should you be looking for in a counselor and how long should you stick it out? Is it like like eating broccoli where it may not feel right, but it's doing good stuff for you. Just keep it up and it's working. Or is there a time when you can be like, okay, this maybe wasn't the right fit for me. Let's find somebody else.
5: Yeah, that's a really great question, um, right? Just our level of consistency with sticking to things in general um, and, and yeah. how that can definitely play out to counseling and therapy. So one of the things that I always want to point out is that when it comes to therapy, I mean, in essence, you're learning this person for the first time. They're learning you for the first time. So there is going to take some time to build that therapeutic relationship you know, what we call a therapeutic alliance. And, you know, th- there is an assessment that's taking place at first just to get to know you and what your goals are and what your backstory is, right? So that's going to take, that's going to take a little time. So I say, I always say, give it, give it some time, give it, you know, at least a mm-hmm. couple of months, give it at least a few sessions. Um, and, and, And pay attention to if they are also, you know, paying attention to what your needs are, I would say. For example, I had been in a counseling session and I shared with this counselor, hey, you know, this is my belief system, you know, (laughs) as a Christian, this is... You know, this is kind of the territory belief system that I'm in. And she mm-hmm. kept, you know, kind of introducing things that weren't aligned with that. And I realized maybe this isn't a good fit because mm. she's not paying attention to, um, what I'm telling her is, uh, is the basis for me, my, sure. the competency around my cultural needs. So. A therapist should be responsive, right, to what you're looking for. But I think something that happens a lot as well is when something's not working, people don't bring it up to their therapist. You know, um, they might bring it up to a friend and be like, you know, this isn't really working, but they're not yeah. sharing with their therapist that they're building the relationship with, like, hey, when this comes up, this makes me feel uncomfortable, or this isn't really clicking with me, so that the therapist can then respond to it and make sure that they're attending to your needs as well. It's a bi directional relationship. Right. So I would right. say, first, if something's not working, try to communicate it with your therapist or counselor <laughs> so that they can have it, they're learning. Learning you as well, you know, and see how they, you know, see how they respond to those needs. If you notice that it's just still not working, there's just still something that's not connecting there, um, then you have permission. I mean, you have the autonomy to seek someone who is a better fit for you. Um, Absolutely
0: something that has been a struggle I, I know in my life being raised in a Christian from a, in a Christian household, which provided me with many wonderful things. But one thing it did not provide me with is this idea that I should take time for myself, that what I want, what I need, my desires are important. I was, uh, you know, in the, you're very, in the church, you're very much taught to put those things aside and don't, don't pay attention yeah. to what you need. Don't pay attention to what you want. It's about what other people need and want. There's obviously some truth to that, but I think that can make people very hesitant to do something for themselves like seek yeah. uh, mental wellness or, or do things that are good for them because that feels kind of selfish. Um, how do you, Have you observed that? How do you respond to that? What is a... Is there a better Christian perspective on that that maybe we've missed in some of our Christian conversations around this?
5: I feel you. I'm that way too. I was just. I think a lot of us were just so far on that other spectrum, and we just all need to get to this place of balance, um, realizing that. I mean, we hear it all the time. Like you can't pour from an empty cup when you are grounded mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. You are in a better position to to help others. And you, th- you know, I think about the scripture in psalms where you know sorry i don't have the exact chapter verse but um where it says there is victory in an abundance of counselors. Like there is victory when we have that support. And and I I think it's so great that the word victory is is in there. Like there is a way to overcome um, with the right support, with the right help. Um, Those who refresh others will themselves be be refreshed, you know, in, in all of this language that points to the fact that like we we need to be better grounded, we need our support systems. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's God's intention for us. That's God's will for us, <laughs> um, so that we don't burn out. Right? We had this culture that is just like burning out in the name of sacrifice, people pleasing in the name of love. You know, all of these things with no boundaries, yeah. and, and yet Paul says, you know, decide how much you can give, um, and then. Give from a generous heart. You know, the decision is the boundary. Um, by deciding how much you can give, that's also deciding what you are unable to give. That's deciding what your capacity is um, so that you are grounded yourself. Uh, and so I think that there is a very clear biblical case for um staying grounded and for having boundaries to be of better help to others um and it's just one that we need to uh yeah take hold of because we've just kind of been on this other swing of the pendulum for so long but i think that our generation is like changing that you know and um Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah and I, and then I've seen it swing to the far other side where it's just <laughs> like sure. this yeah. selfishness where it's like don't care what anybody thinks and do you mm-hmm. and cut this person off and cut them out and you know and you're just like well there's balance here uh <laughs> like you said it is still very healthy and biblical to to give to serve to live as one body where we're all playing a role and we're all a support to one another um but doing so in a way that is mentally, emotionally, and spiritually mature, I think ends up being good for everyone in the long run.
1: That was Brittany Moses. You can read more of that conversation over at relevantmagazine.com. It's part of our new you content series. All you gotta do to see the whole series is click right there in the nav bar. It says new you. UHSM is sponsoring it and we're so grateful for their support. Um, And, you know, as you think about your Health care this year, look into UHSM. They offer member based programs where faithful people can take charge of their own health care. From telehealth options to plans that cover the unexpected moments in life, UHSM has something for everyone. For more information, head over to uhsm.org or contact a rep at 800 900 8476. Again, that's uhsm.org, or you can call someone at 800 900 8476. 8476 to find out more. We are so grateful for their sponsorship of the new you content series. Go support them. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Epic Battle. Listening to Sales, the song is Pope is a Rockstar. And for all of you on TikTok, know the lyric is not Go Little Rockstar. It's Pope is a Rockstar. Stop doing little videos of saying Go Little Rockstar. Okay, it's time for... Epic Battle. Special 2022 edition of Epic Battle. So what we're going to do, if you haven't heard Epic Battle, it is basically our... We're we're just helping the world. We're helping society. You know, the internet is full of people just debating. Best of this, that, who should be rookie of the year, who you know, best superhero, all this dumb stuff, all these nerd debates on Twitter, you know. And so we just thought what we would do with Epic Battle is just put it out there and decide once and for all and finish the arguments and just decide the best in these various scenarios. So what I'm gonna do is we have two teams. I'm gonna give you two people and a scenario and you guys can debate and convince and then clark our producer will be the judge of who made the most convincing argument and we will decide the winner of that epic battle all right so we're going to do two teams uh tyler has stayed on uh for the game uh, tyler you'll be joining jamie and jesse you and derek will be Paired up. all right so we need team names so uh derek and uh J- jesse what's your team name
4: derek i was thinking you know special year and uh, a lot of headlines being made the you know the five patrol fish operated vehicles starting off a little hope here <laughs> anything's possible <laughs> <laughs> anything's the fob patrol F- Fav? Fav
1: F.O.V. F O V. fish operated vehicle FAV patrol Patrol. All right. patrol. So not Paw Patrol. Paw right.
0: Patrol. Pop patrol? Pop, okay. Pop patrol. Don't just Tyler. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then Tyler and Jamie, what's her team name? I'll know later. Well, well, Jamie, I know you and I both. Uh, both we we survived our bouts with COVID, but we're a little worse for the wear because of all the because of all the symptoms that we had so i think we're just going to be the side effects ooh mm-hmm. the side effects i like it side
1: right, okay the side effects all okay. right so here's who's battling okay side effects you have robert pattinson's batman okay. and five patrol sure. you have tom cruise on the set of mission impossible okay these are your individuals and the competition that they are who would win between those two in a dance dance revolution battle dance mm-hmm. dance, dance revolution uh, mm-hmm. a side effects you're up first tell me why Robert Pattinson's Batman would win in a dance dance revolution contest against Tom Cruise on the set of Mission Impossible
3: now this is a movie that has not okay. even been released am I right
0: it hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, here, so, but I've seen it. I've seen the trailers. I've been, as you might imagine, I've been watching the development production of this movie pretty carefully. And one thing that I've noticed in this is that they're finally, and this, this should have happened a long time ago, they're hmm. leaning into the idea that, that Bruce Wayne would, would be a kind of a goth weirdo. Like he wouldn't be a suave, cool playboy billionaire type. He would be like a theater dork. He'd be like one of those hot topic kids that, mm. that never like got over it. His- See, I think that's the Bruce Wayne that I really believe was, is the most accurate depiction. And if there's one thing that a theater kid knows how to do, it's dance. It knows how to cut a rock. And, is, is and in addition to that, has a lot of games. Yeah, yeah, when I think great dancers, of, like, I, don't I don't think, think the, gamer. Drama, is the drama club...
1: Anyways. Maybe it's okay.
3: musical theater. Okay. Musical theater, you have to have a, a dance that goes along with what you're singing, and so you like know,
0: Demon Barber of Fleet Street, like uh, like oh, okay. rant, like you know musical stuff. You know the the it's not just it's not just the dramatic plays. Yeah, yeah, West Side Story, that sort of thing. So I, right. I think I think Rob Pattinson would be right at home and dance fish to water. Rob Pattinson's Batman right. here. Yeah, so but, uh, that's, I think got an easy one.
1: Tell me why Tom Cruise on the set of Mission Impossible would win.
4: I mean, look. I read a profile of Robert Pattinson that when it was making some rounds earlier when he was filming this movie, yeah. and he was mostly preoccupied with inventing a lasagna handheld <laughs> snack that he planned on owning opening up his own Chipotle style restaurant. I think we with. talked about that it is on the not podcast. dance fuel, okay? That is not dance fuel. That no one no one dances with a belly full of lasagna, okay? You take a nap after a belly full of lasagna. Meanwhile, Tom Cruise is insistent about performing his own stunts, and he's like, I'll jump out of a helicopter onto a movie motorcycle. And the filmmaker's are like, Tom, that scene's not in the, even in the movie. You could seriously hurt yourself. <laughs> they did it just for the fun of it. Tom Cruise is doing stunts that aren't even in the movie, okay? He's he's like, who he, I no one even knows how old Tom Cruise is. He gets somewhere between the age of 50 73 and 80. years old. Yeah. That's all we know, is between 50 and 80, and that he does these stunts that aren't even in the movie for well, no discernible reason. You're telling me well, he would dedicate himself to right. win a dance off against a pasta and maker? <laughs> all right, so what's your. Well, I need a rebuttal.
1: I need a rebuttal of uh, side effects.
3: I'll, I, I can rebuttal okay. and I'll just say this that Robert Pattinson in the Batman I've only seen the trailers and and you guys know I'm not much of a superhero person but I have right. seen Robert in Twilight and so I understand this is not the same movie but it is the same guy and mm-hmm. the way he had to dance around those werewolves and kind of running after to get Bella sure. it was a lot of a lot of movement was happening when he that was is, playing a uh, a vampire again I know he's playing Batman here but he's got to pull some of that past experience mm-hmm. in and I think that's going to help him.
1: All right. And the final final rebuttal from five. All Central. right.
2: Look, all I'm going to say is I'm just going to I'm just going to send you a couple things. We have Risky Business. Mm. We have Tropic Thunder mm. and we have mm. in Risky Business. We have a young Tom Cruise who's eating a TV dinner, drinking liquor in his drawers, mm-hmm. dancing away a storm. Mm. Then with Tropic Thunder, we have him dressed as Les Gorman in a fat suit dancing the flow riders low like i'm just saying i ain't never seen robert pattinson do no dances you feel what i'm saying uh-huh. i've do. only <laughs> seen tom cruise we talking about reality y'all talking about what's in y'all head i'm talking about what i've seen tom cruise was throwing down mm-hmm. in his draws so what i'm saying is tom cruise Yeah, yes he's all seen. right uh he's judge who, who wins this round
1: of
4: epic battle uh, Robert Pattinson was at, was was on the forefront at first, and then Risky Business. Thank you. Derek. Took it for me. Thank so. you. Derek. you
1: All right. So yeah. that is settled. All right. We're gonna do one more round. Here it is. Okay. Uh, side effects. You have Martin Scorsese. Sure. Oh, gosh. Martin Scorsese. I already no. Uh-huh. Bob Hard. Patrol. You have the fully liberated Britney Spears. Fully oh, liberated okay. Britney Spears. Say wow. Wow. <laughs> 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 Who would win in a friendly game of hide and seek between Martin Scorsese and a fully liberated uh-huh. Britney Spears? Okay. Uh, <laughs> side effect, or I'm sorry, Faw Patrol, you're up first. <laughs> Tell me why Fully liberated yes. Britney Spears Would win In a friendly Dance, game Dancing <laughs>
2: Versus, murder versus Dancing To a minefield On this one uh, yeah, um, I can clean up On this
4: one bro Yeah Hide <laughs> uh, and I mean, seek I mean A friendly game Of mind seek Yeah, <laughs> what, uh, yeah It's written Yeah here. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm more curious of how they got into this situation, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, Britney Spears is, is has shown that she's pretty good at pretty much everything she attempts, right? Like, obviously, she was she was a revolutionary pop artist, one of the most mm-hmm. important of her generation. Uh, she was great when she was a judge on those talent shows. You know, yeah. like, her Vegas deal was sold out wall to wall. Even her little dabbling in movies, like... It got mixed reviews, but it's become sort of this funny cultural artifact that people are kind of like, hey, Brittany was pretty good in it. Martin Scorsese, I don't think he's into comic books or uh, uh, hide-and-seek. He seems to be getting pretty crabby in his old age and spends (laughs) most of his time telling us why comic book movies suck. Like, like, he's making five-hour gangster movies. Okay? They're going straight to Netflix because they're (laughs) so long no theater would possibly air them. And then, when he's not Doing that when he's not making movies with Octodigerians that are, you know, that takes four days to get through, he's, you know, writing essays about why comic book movies and Disney are ruining everything. Not the type of guy who's going to be playing hide and seek. It just goes pretty all, right. all day.
1: All right. All right. Okay. So, side effects, what's, what's your case for why the, uh, why Morton Carsese would be great in a well, friendly I, game? Of I, it's just a matter
0: of what you're. Of what you're best at, because Britney Spears has spent her entire life in front of the camera. You know she she's not a hider. She she mm. is she is always out in front of it. Oh. She's she's very good at drawing attention to herself. That's what that's her skill set. Oh. It's an important skill to have for her profession. It's gonna serve her terribly here. Martin Scorsese he has spent his entire life behind the camera. His goal oh. is he spent his entire career not being seen, <laughs> trying to disappear behind behind the camera. That's his that. Oh. This is just a matter. He's got he's got at this point coming up on eighty years. Years of practice her. of hiding mm. uh, in the in the public in the public eye, mind yeah. you. Wow. Whereas Brittany, uh, and, you know, she's only what 38, 39 years old, and she spent her entire life out in the spotlight, like literally mm. not hiding. I don't so she'd know, know how if, to do if, it. Yeah, she wouldn't even know how to stay right.
1: hidden. Yeah. Is what you are saying? Yeah, yeah it's not you. her.
0: It's not her thing. She wouldn't, mm. Why would she need this? Isn't a knock on Brittany. I don't send the free Brittany. hate. <laughs> hey, you know, I don't want. I don't, I'm not, I don't. Yeah. I don't want any smoke on this. I think it's right. just. This is just. Honest facts. She doesn't hide. She's not a hider. All right, quick rebuttal. Yeah, yeah. You don't. Yeah, you. You don't
2: want no smoke. You know what I'm saying. I get it. But at the same time, check this out. I'm gonna take your same, your same situation. I'm gonna flip it around on your head. First of all, Martin Scorsese. You right. Martin Scorsese. 80 years old. Britney Spears is 41 years old. How the uh-huh. heck an 80-year-old gonna hide? He, he got a bad back. <laughs> Knees hurting. You know what I'm saying? Turf toe. You know what I'm saying? Turf yeah. toe. He he's so, hiding. You his, not a, he's not you, doing You say, smack, right? he, he smack his glasses. You smack his anywhere. glasses off. He can't see. He don't even know if he's hiding them. Where he's you gonna hide He's down behind the sofa. You, you it's you not cross- like he's trying to
1: do like... He's not the, the guy from I, Mission Impossible. Or, let me, uh, me ask you a
2: question. How many of y'all grandparents be crouching behind the sofa? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. When the last time? When the last time you done seen Paw Paw hiding under the kitchen table? <laughs> you let me know. If 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 your Paw Paw is out here hiding under the kitchen table somewhere, then right. I say that we lost. But look, when you're forty, your knees still got a little bit of you know. Little little you know wiggle room so you know I feel oh, like Britney she a got still. a little speed she can run get some okay. distance find a good hiding yeah. spot your boy Martin Scorsese gonna need you know what I'm saying I mean I ain't trying to hate on your mans you know I am gonna hate on him because he hate on Marvel movies but you know he need one of them buggies like when you in uh in Kroger that that the automatic <laughs> buggies <laughs> you know what I'm saying like he ain't gonna be able to hide in that and and you know you know Martin Scorsese probably has a certain
1: aroma about him you, know, you walk into the room you know he's in that room or not that old man smell. Well, not only, only, that, balls, not you know. only that.
4: You don't even need to look for him. I don't know if you guys have watched a Martin Scorsese movie. About 40% of the dialogue is just, just an old grumpy guy shouting profanity. That's most of the dialogue in his films. Like, All so so imagine, really
2: imagine a, if he stubbed his toe on the side smell, of the Marty. table. We're going to be like. Dop, <coughs> Dop. And then you're going to know exactly where he at because he just cussed out the table. All right. Side no, effects. Final point. Final point.
3: Final point is this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my teammate here, and I'm gonna keep reminding us that we love Brittany and we're so glad that she's free. Brittany does not want to go back to hiding. So Brittany finally got her freedom. That's Brittany right. is not oh, gonna want to play hide and seek. Right. Brittany's uh-huh. like, I'm gonna. If yeah. they started a game, she started having PTSD. Three seconds, she out. So she does not want mm-hmm. to hide. That's Martin, right, again, he's used to hiding. He's not in front of the camera. So we're gonna let Brittany. Come out! She can't play hide and go seek. It's like the kid that just wants to come out. They can't hide too long.
0: I like it. pretty just here, got bitch. free, and you guys are trying to put her back. That's exactly I mean, right. If That's
3: if it's squid unbelievable.
2: name unbelievable. style, though. She's gonna figure it out. That- <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm <laughs> saying? It's a fun, to this a fun game hide and seek in the backyard <laughs> with the cousins. Fun game of hide and seek with with uh, assassins on the roof.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's a fun game of hide and seek. Uh, so who's more equipped for that? The person who makes fun pop music that was mostly listened to by children or a man who's one of his famous scene is Joe Pesci freaking out and putting a guy's head in a vice grip. You tell me which one's <laughs> out for a little fun game here. Okay. All right. Uh,
1: Judge Clark, who, who who wins this epic battle? Uh, Brittany takes it for me, man. Brittany, Brittany takes it. Was- All right.
3: Let's get that's it. That's ridiculous. Let's get we're gonna it. We're going to put Britney back in hiding. <laughs> Unbelievable. We need to come for Fine. Clark.
0: Fine. We,
2: all right. we,
0: we were we were the ones who were supporting Britney the entire time, yeah. saying we didn't want her. We're proud we of her. her we're glad she's free now. <laughs> and, but, uh, and, you know, that's that's ha, me <laughs> and Jamie. That's not everybody. That, that's, that's just what me and Jamie are all about.
1: All right. Well, that'll do it for the debut 2022 edition of. Uh, well, before we wrap it up, I want to thank Brittany Moses for joining us today. Make sure to go check out our full conversation with her over at relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the new U series. It's right there in the nav bar. It's presented by UHSM. And make sure to check out UHSM.org uh, if you're you know thinking about healthcare this year. Also, while you're at the site, make sure to check out our winter digital issue of Relevant. You know, you've know you heard me talk about it. And I've told you all the huge A-list celebrities that are in it. I, mean, I don't need to tell you again. Huge A-list celebrities, the biggest of the big, but there's also think pieces, substance, depth, not that they don't have depth. We like to find depth in every conversation, but substantive ideas. We, We have features on deconstruction. Uh, how churches are tackling medical debt. There's some really eye-opening stuff. Go check it out. The Winter Show of Relevant. It's, uh, it's available now for free. Just click on the magazine tab there, at relevantmagazine.com. Also at the site, make sure to not miss our daily devotional series, Deeper Walk, presented by Lumo. There's a morning devotional email you can get each weekday morning or you can just Check out the latest entry in our faith section there at the website. Um, That's awesome. It's a great way to start your day. Quick devotional, quick scripture engagement, and the whole series, Deeper Walk, is presented by Lumo. Hey, if you like the show, tell people. Leave a review. I don't know if you listen on Apple or Spotify, wherever you hear us. Go rate the show, leave a review, if you like us. If you don't like us, you probably aren't listening at this point in the show, so I'm not too worried about it. But. You know, if you don't like us, keep it to yourself. But if you like it, if you like the show, help us spread the word. Um, Yeah, leave a review. That'd be nice. Thanks. Also, uh, if you are a fan, we have uh, podcast fan stuff over at relevantstore.com. We're updating the store every Friday with new merch, apparel, our back issues of Relevant, our old books, our our print edition is there. Uh, But also there's relevant podcast stuff, mugs, sweatshirts. Maybe you want to have a pillow with Jesse's face on it. I think we took that down, actually. that was a little creepy. Um, <laughs> but there's podcast fan stuff. Go check it out, Relevantstore.com. We got some good deals going on right now, including free shipping. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Gary. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. We will see you on Friday. Have a great weekend, everyone.
4: me. I likely don't have this.
5: Relevant Podcast Network.